So in this week's podcast, I talk to my friend Gid and we get into his music, where it's going at the moment, who he's been singing for, who's been doing producing for. And we have a wonderful interaction with my niece, which was just comical. And uh, it's the benefits of live filming. But it, it's a great podcast and I really enjoy talking to Gid. So I hope you enjoy it too. Welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So, ladies I've and gentlemen, done this before, not really sure how it's going to go. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes <laughs> and what happens. It's, you know, like we've all so far, free for free, technical difficulties because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, but that's all good. So, for those of you, there's a potential claim of fame here for either one of us because you wrote the jingle for this. This Is podcast. This where the jingle's going to play. No, the, the jingle. Now. <laughs> <laughs> if I was skilled up, I should have done that. Oh, his kids jingle, but I, I'm not that good. But it will play just before the beginning of the podcast start. But yeah, you are we, you, we you are the the, the writer of my jingle. Yes, yeah. that sounds a bit weird, but. <laughs> so, for those um, just to give people some background, I know you via Kane FM, and so what exactly is it you do at Kane FM? Uh, so I guess first and foremost, I have a radio show that I do on Mondays 11 to 1 and Thursdays 11 to 1. Um, although not so much Thursdays now with the whole lockdown thing going on, it's been more of a Monday thing. Um, yeah, it sort of started off like that. And then over the years, Kane FM has extended into a project called Mindwaves, where we work with young people. Uh, that are sort of not in education, training and employment. Um, and we teach them radio production, a little bit of music production, DJing, get them involved with the radio shows. And that's kind of, I guess my work has kind of evolved with that. And I kind of am much more involved with that side of things now, over and above the radio shows. But I do still do the radio shows. But often there's going to be young people in there, like observing what I'm doing and having a go, getting involved. And how do you get them involved? Uh, well, radio is a weird one because sometimes when people see like the microphone, they freak out. Uh, so you can be like, oh, you know, do you want to introduce the next track? And they'll be like, oh, you know, can't do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I was definitely like that, you know, as soon as I started as well. That, that was my um, experience, yeah, the first time. Yeah, but, you know, once you've done it a few times, you're, you're in and you're good. Um, if they if they don't want to talk on the mic, then I'll just try and get them to, you know, press the buttons for some of the jingles, get them loading up some of the next tunes for the mixes. And you just sort of got to play it by ear to see how capable they are and just go from there. And that's how I taught that's how I taught you. Yeah, like literally, because you, you made a very good point because there was something that you taught me that was really valuable is that when you um, you see that mic for the first time, you're like, oh, yeah, this will be fine until you say, oh, go on then, speak. And you're like, oh, bugger. Just Suddenly like, you just forget all the words. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the things you taught me that was probably the most useful thing about talking on the radio, which then followed through for just, just everything, really, is... Everybody listening doesn't know what you're supposed to be doing. So anything you mm -hmm. do that you think is a mistake, but to everyone else, they don't notice, unless it's 
so blatantly obvious, and in which case you just make a joke about it and you're back in control of the situation. Yeah, I think as long as you're not, as a, you want to try and avoid like accidentally swearing yourself, that was that's definitely something you can't really come back from. Which I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, like sometimes you play songs, and because we are playing so much music all the time, you don't always have enough of a chance before the show to actually go through and like proof listen to all the music, and so you get a general idea and you think, yeah, this is going to be a good track. I'm going to play this. And then, you know, it might be in the third verse of the song. Yeah. Suddenly there's F words and whatever coming out. And you're at this point, you're like too committed to the song and yeah. you have a very quick panic of thinking, right, do I change the song really quickly and it's going to sound rubbish or do I just stick it out and hope that nobody notices? Um, yeah, so you're thinking on your feet the whole time. Yeah, it's, I think um, definitely the more you do it, you just get used to it. I think I was bricking it when I first, when I got my first show. Uh, it was kind of like a test show. This is going back now, maybe about five or six years. Uh, they they said, right, come in Monday morning. Um, one of our guys will be here to like watch over you, see how you get on. And I went in. And he sort of set me all up and showed me where all the buttons were. I was like, okay. And he just goes, uh, right, yeah, now talk on the mic. And I got that freeze-up thing. Um, and I think I, sh I think I shouted hello like six or seven times just because <laughs> of the adrenaline, just to like try and push through. And I was like, hello, hello, hello. And he's looking at me like, this kid, like, what's going on? <laughs> got through and then got into the swing of it. And he just walked out and was like, uh, I turned the mic off and he walks out and goes, okay, from now on, this is your show. Turn up next week and every week after. And literally since, since then, that's just what I've always done. And it's just kind of my my job has just evolved into that, uh, which is pretty Just the best way. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it is, isn't it? Because it's just like, all right, you can say hello. Now you've got a show. Well done. Turn up next Monday. <laughs> the job's yeah. yours. I mean, and that's yeah. what you want. Although, actually... Over the years of having done it, I definitely feel like there's like go-to sentences that you end up saying over and over again. Um, yeah. And before I know it, sometimes you'll come in, you'll do a show and you'll leave and think, did I even just do that? You know, you don't even have to process the information. It just kind of like the Kane FM number. I think I've my number out to people. No, no, no. The actual the phone text number. Line. Oh, I yeah. think in the past I've given my number out to someone that's, They've, uh, and I've gone to say my number, but the Kane FM number's just fallen out of my mouth. Uh, so I don't know if, if they ever tried to get in touch, then they've just been texting the radio. Yeah, so if you've been trying to get a hold of Gid Sedgwick, and he gave you his phone number one night, he, it wasn't a bullshit number. He just genuinely gave you his work number. I have a feeling they definitely would have moved on by now. Uh, you never know. You might have pulled a heartstring and really got a grip of it. I think I think if it would have been that would have been like what three or four years ago. So, well, if nothing else, they can stop thinking you're a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> but because the funny thing is, because I wondered, saying... I wondered if we we're allowed to be rude on this or not. I've oh yeah, it's, like... it's, it's, a, it's an adult podcast, so <laughs> okay. I, I don't have any bones about that. Um... I, thought, uh, Dave, I thought David will say something first. <laughs> you could rely on that. <laughs> Because it's, it's interesting you say, because you were saying about the sentences, because I realised uh, when I was doing the show, 
that I have a radio voice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you you repeat something so much, and when I'm kind of doing that talking, there is a little, there is a radio guy. There's an alter ego that's the radio man. At, you know, KFM one hundred three point seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like that guy on the spit comes out every time. When I hear you, when I hear your radio voice, it makes me think that you could work for like Audible. Yeah, you know, the audiobook service, you know. If you're, if you're out there Watson listening. On KNFM 103.7. It's, you know, it's very softly spoken. <clears throat> I could fall asleep listening to that. Whereas mine goes a little bit like I'm running the waltzes on a fairground. You know, I'm like, scream if you want to go faster. <laughs> it, all, it, all gets, it all gets a bit cheesy, you know. But actually, that is the waltzes voice. That is the voice of the fairground. Yeah. But you are the guy that does voiceovers. I thought you were going to say you are the guy that does the waltzes. You did sound like the waltzes guy, but I happen to know that you do voiceovers. Voiceovers. Uh, you're going to have to remind me. Voiceovers. Oh, yeah. I have done quite a few of the adverts for Kane. And a while ago, I was working for a company, an agency called Big Fish. Um, but they had a... They never said this was the reason why they fired me, but they had a Christmas dinner and I ordered and told them what I want like three weeks in advance. And then I went into work one Tuesday and they were like, oh, you know, where were you at the Christmas dinner? Uh, apparently they had brought food out for me. I just I just completely forgot. I just had no yeah. idea. Like, um, And so that didn't work out. Um, but I love them all. You know, they're very nice people. And he's still open for... Um gigs if you've got them <laughs> just don't invite him to the office party <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i haven't done any voiceovers for a long time though but you there that was a while when you were doing a few clothes yeah 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 there was i was doing lots for the cane radio but i think they started to get a bit fed up with having my voice on all the radio uh sorry on all the adverts of the radio yeah um which is understandable because you want to you want to mix it up. And also I think it can start to sound a little bit cheap if you end up using the same voice over and over. Um, and then I think there was even one where I recorded it. I tried to put on, you know, the guy at the waltzes accent. Yeah. Uh, and I think I like did like a pitch shift to make it lower, make me sound a bit bassier and heavier, you know, uh, which, which worked for that one advert, but they were a bit like, right, this is ridiculous. We can't, we can't use you more. Um, so now actually it's worked out quite well because a lot of the young people that we're working with um, for the KNFM like umbrella company, which is Mindwaves, uh, a lot of the young people, uh, if they don't want to be talking live on air, then a few of them are still up for talking like behind the scenes and recording the adverts. We were literally doing that just, uh, just last week. Oh, cool. Recording a new advert with one of the young people. And switching to a different type of recording, what are you working on at the moment? I am working on like a long list of things and I don't know if I'm allowed to say any names. It doesn't um, it doesn't impact me. I mean the more name dropping you can do it, the more the better it is for me. <laughs> but I a, I don't think I'm allowed to, and B, I, I also don't like to because I get really nervous. If I say, like, right, this is happening. Right, okay. And then it doesn't happen, you're a bit like, ugh. 
wanker. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've oft, I've often found in like the music world is that lots of people want to say that they're going to do something great for you, but it never comes through. So your emotions kind of go on a bit of a roller coaster. Like you know, one minute you think, oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna be on Radio One or whatever, and then the next week it's like, oh yeah, it didn't happen. And then you're like, oh my god, we're gonna play at this festival, and it's like, oh okay, that didn't happen. And so I try to stay level-headed until they actually the, the moment it's already happened. Because I mean, um, like like everybody, 2020 has been a very strange year, but 2019 was a, a really good year for you. Yeah, but actually, you know, 2020, yes, it's been shit for all sorts of other reasons. But for the music, because I've been at home a lot more and haven't been working, uh, it's been it's like allowed me the opportunity to write and record so much more. And that's opened the door to a lot of these people that I'm now very excited yeah. to be working with. Um, so it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Um, like, no, I've not been going out and about, but I don't know if I really care about that. I like, I like staying in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so t- just, let some people um, who are listening to this. Who who is it that you had releases with last year? Uh, last year, the main one was Ilan Bluestone. Um, that was probably where things really started kicking off. Um, but just prior to that, I don't think I would have met Ilan if it wasn't through Duncan. So who goes by the name Selector. And I never would have met them if I hadn't met Gav from 4. So it's kind of all been like, there's all a little bit of a chain uh, that leads up to it. And then I wouldn't have met the people I'm working with now if it wasn't for Elan. And so it's, and it seems just like an ever growing cycle like that. Uh, But we had, so yeah, we had Follow Me with Burley Royal. And then he got a ton of people to do remixes for it. Um, We had Can You, which I think was just at the end of last year with Ilan Bluestone. And he went and then, on a world tour with that one as well, didn't he? That was part of he, his playlist. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy that's really doing it already. Mm. Um, I think he, he's always been traveling around the world. And so just having a song with him has been really good exposure for me. And it's kind of let me be in a position now where if I try and work with other people, they're gonna take me a bit more seriously. Yeah, yeah. So I remember uh, seeing your Instagram feeds, and there'd be Elan, and you'd be like, "Oh, Sydney, Miami." Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and there was your track. Was it? Can you? Yeah, I'm still waiting for him to uh, invite me to Sydney or Miami. Uh, I didn't quite get the invite on that one. <clears throat> but, hint, but hint. your voice but, was there. <laughs> my voice. <laughs> My voice was there, but I would have rather have been there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do a live um, performance. <clears throat> but he did invite me to Creamfields in the UK, which I think was 20... Yeah, it must have been 2019 because yeah, this year it was, was cancelled, wasn't it? Um, and that was just fucking awesome. Like, that was just such a fun day. Um, I mean, what is that like? A, <clears throat> when you, you literally... Sorry to cut you off there, but you literally... Yeah. You rock up to Creamfields, you know, you're in the car... You turn up and you, I guess you're straight through to the, you know what I mean, the special guest I felt, entrance. 
I definitely felt like a bit of a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and like people were running up to Elan, you know, wanting to get like autographs and wanting to chat to him. Uh, well, it's not so much autographs nowadays, is it? They just want to get a photo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I was feeling just pretty awkward. Like, uh, <laughs> I I said to myself, right, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drink anything because you know I'm I don't want to embarrass Elan, you know, yeah. as his guest, um, and I I wanted to use the whole thing as like a kind of like a bit of work experience because yeah. that's where I want to be in the future, you know, yeah. if I can be. Uh, so to be able to go along as like a fly on the wall, it definitely showed me a lot of how things were going to be and how I wanted to conduct myself. And actually, I thought that Ilan was like proper professional throughout the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I was so rock and roll. I think I was eating a banana at one point. Like <laughs> <laughs> It was banana and an iced coffee. And that was probably the most caffeine I had. Uh, but yeah, it was fucking sweet. Like a proper, a great sense of um, like accomplishment. Yeah. Um, thinking, you know, I sort of, you sort of go through this music life, and like I was saying with the emotional roller coaster, like you do often wonder, like, oh, you know, maybe I'm just shit, like, and it's not going to go anywhere, or maybe I am good and it's just hasn't happened yet. You don't know, and so to just stand on stage and see, and just think, like, fuck, you know, my hard work has brought me to this point where I, I was kind of like living out a, a bit of a dream. Yeah. There. Um, yeah, and now I just feel like, fuck, let's bring on the next. And so for that reason, I hope that this whole COVID thing goes away uh, pretty soon because I really want the festivals and stuff to be reopening because I'm hoping that I'm going to get invited back. Um, I, I just want to, there's a point where, because you, I, I was fortunate enough to see you the Thursday before the weekend before you went and you were buzzing. Okay. And, yeah. yeah, so you were yeah. due to go. I was and, buzzing, but also pretty nervous. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I thought I, I didn't was... even I didn't even have to do anything, but I was still nervous. But th- that that's the thing, though, isn't it? But <clears throat> I just want because there'll be other people out there who want this experience, and I just want you to kind of <clears throat> uh, briefly, if you can, summarize what it was like as you kind of get to that main stage, and you know you're going on the stage, and like. I don't know how many people are at Creamfields. It's like, what's it, 20,000, 25,000? Not sure. <coughs> uh, I couldn't tell you the exact numbers. But, I think it know, varies across the weekend. It's, um, it's no, definitely it wasn't quite the main stage that we were on. But it's definitely um, more than a pub gig. You know I mean? Oh, much more, yeah. It was definitely more people than I've ever stood in front of uh, by a long shot. Okay. Um, so just before us, Above and Beyond were playing, and they were headlining. Yeah. Uh, and it was in one of those big, like, tents, like the big festival tents. Um, and people were spilling out the back of the tent. It was full. It was packed shoulder to shoulder. Not COVID friendly or anything. <laughs> um, and I remember standing on the side of the stage whilst they were doing their set. Um, and just thinking, oh, this is fucking scary. <laughs> um because they just, there were so many people. I, I like, and then what was really awesome though is they actually played the same song, the oh, song right. of mine and Elan's. They mixed it into their set. 
Um, and then Pavo from Above and Beyond gave me like a little wave like whilst it was on. And I was like, that's my song. <laughs> he knows who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to not be a fangirl when you're on the other side of the fence. Like, I want to go up to him being like, oh my God, let's get the selfie. But at the same time, I'm try- like, trying to play it cool, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> Don't you said, embarrass you, him. <laughs> yeah. But like you said earlier, you, you're trying to learn the ropes to be professional and like, oh, okay, this is what these guys do. So you, there's a part of you that has to step back and observe um, the protocols, I suppose, for one yeah. better term. Yeah, got to play the game for sure. Um, but as they were as they were playing their set, I I, th- I remember just going really quiet and not really talking to anyone. You know, like the banana and the coffee had worn off, <laughs> um, and. <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, yeah yeah so basically i was i was I was bricking it a little bit bear in mind I, I literally didn't have to do anything all i had to do was walk on stage jump up and down for a little bit have a good time and then fuck off again um but it's a it's a it's such a pivotal moment because it's like that's my song yeah and it's kind of what it rep- represented as well like all the years of hard work leading up to this point and it just it, it kind of just meant so much that you thought you know fucking hell you know don't hit your head on the lights don't trip over the wires you know <laughs> i think elan even said to me like a week before he was like oh you got to make sure uh you're really careful because you won't have insurance and there might be pyrotechnics bear with me one second as someone's just lovely it's just knocked on the door hold on a second is this a tea delivery service? <laughs> no, no, it's my niece. <laughs> hello. Are you all right? Yeah. Did you just want to say hello? Yeah. Come here. Say hello to Gid. Hi. Hello, how's it going? So, so you won't get this on normal podcasts where your niece is No, you, you probably can't hear me though because you've got the headphones on. Can you hear him? Hello, how are you doing? Good. Are you going to kick David out and we're going to do the podcast on our own now? No, don't worry. You don't. You don't have to. I'm only joking. Have you gone all shy? <laughs> Has she gone all shy? Uh, I don't know. Are you feeling shy? Yeah. <laughs> Should I start talking to him again? Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, that was. <laughs> so that's live filming for you. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. What it's, is she... COVID. It's, it's the reality. It is. It is. Um, so did she say anything? Because <laughs> she went. Uh, she suddenly had, like cat in the headlights. She said hi. Um, we were chilling. Yeah. So for the, for those of you um, who listened to that, was my niece Lillian who happened to walk into my office, and uh, I'm going to have to get a sign up that says when I'm doing podcasts and recording. So you need one of the little lights that we have at radio that go. They flash red when someone's live. Yeah, 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 definitely. So you were right at the big moment <laughs> of explaining what it was like to, to walk onto stage. Oh, yeah. So basically he said, yeah, be careful because there might be pyrotechnics. Don't want you to set on fire. Uh, yeah. And you're like, okay. <laughs> That's just another thing to think about. Um, but yeah, Above and Beyond did their thing. And then I think it was... So there was another singer there. Uh, that works with a land guy called Giuseppe and he went on stage just before me um, 
And so again, it was kind of cool for me to see what he did because he's had experience with that whole thing before. Um, and then just as he went out, he had a can of Red Bull and was just like, there you go, have a swig of that. And I don't usually drink energy drinks like that, but fucking hell, they work. <laughs> like, <laughs> I suddenly just felt like I came to life and was like, yeah, I can do this. Because well, you're um, a water and green tea guy, aren't you? Oh yeah, Pretty hardcore. I've literally just finished my green tea and I got of yeah. got a water on the go. Yeah. Uh, so, so Red Bull for you would just be like nuts. Yeah, wasn't into it, but it worked for the time actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely couldn't drink that on the rig. Um, but yeah, went out, uh, sang two songs. So one of them was "Can You," which was already out, and the other one "Paid for Love," which hopefully coming soon. Um, I think I must have been on stage all in all about 10 minutes okay. um, but just fucking awesome and then like <laughs> like the adrenaline like driving home as well because we didn't we didn't stay the night there because the guys had to get back because uh, I was dropping uh, another DJ off at Elan's um, they had to get back you know they had like more gigs coming out I have so a second them, someone else has just knocked on the door Oh, right. Love you, <laughs> Love you too. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. Um, this is because, you, you, you know, I ripped my leg open. Oh, yeah. They've oh. given me, yeah, there's a whole story behind that. But um, I had the stitches taken out. pussy? Not really, but uh, right. this, uh, sorry for this for people who might actually be listening to this. Um, but about 10, 11 days ago now, I tore my leg open and then there were 10 stitches. And there was a big farce yesterday getting them taken out. And I ended up at a walk-in clinic with a GP who just like, I have nothing to do to take these out with, but you've been sent here. So he just found a scalpel and take them out, took them out. And then just gave me these little itty-bitty plasters and just put them on that was out of the first aid kit. And they're just like, yeah. And he's just like, yeah. So my sister's very kindly just brought me some, I think, bandages to keep it together because it's a right mess. So anyway, yeah, let's get let's finish this story about Greenfield. Uh, where do we get to? Oh yeah, so we, I was dropping home a couple of the other guys. Uh, I just found it so surreal. Like for me, it was like a whole big day out. For them, it was just another day in the office. Yeah. Because um, uh, that... obviously I had to respect that because they were like, no, you know, I've got to get home and get a good night's sleep because then we're off again tomorrow. Uh, whereas me, I'm like, oh, you know, I want to stay and I want to celebrate. Uh, but it was fine, you know, I, I definitely got more than I asked for anyway. Because um, I think that is something that's very strange. I mean, I'm fortunate, like yourself, I'm fortunate enough to have been around a couple of people that go on stage. And you get all buzzed up. And you're, oh, this is amazing, but they're working. And mm. the, there's a, it's, you think, like you say, there's this idea that it's all rock and roll and it's all like you hear, you know, in, in the news. And it's like, no, for a lot of them. No, I'm working. We go there, we turn up, I do my set, I've got to go home. I've got to get some sleep because I'm working tomorrow night as well. Yeah, I think I saw somebody reading a book backstage, <laughs> uh, which is so rock and roll, you know. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not the... That'll be me one day with the green tea. <laughs> yeah, 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 you will. Green tea, green banana. Tea banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but like you say, I, it's, there's something very strange about being on that stage. And uh, Yeah. 
It's fucking sweet though. I just I hope I hope more of that happens. Um, but even so, like the venues that I've not gone to, uh, they're always sending through videos and that that I can share like on social media, um, and that that kind of just is like just almost just as good. You know, you don't quite get the buzz, but yeah, it's still it's still happening, and you think, wow, okay, like people are actually enjoying something that I've done because you've and, and you've experienced the atmosphere, so you've got something you can connect it to. Yeah, it's just so rewarding to see that it's like people are actually enjoying it because I think as a as a musician for like so long and so many other people will have experienced this, uh, same as me, is that you know you put stuff out and you put stuff out and you put stuff out and there's just no traction on it at all, and you think, uh, okay, but then you you just keep doing it because you enjoy doing it, and then it actually seems like as soon as I kind of took my foot off the gas of trying so hard to make people listen suddenly people were listening um so yeah i definitely just think if anyone is listening that is trying to get into music themselves just push just keep fucking pushing it because there's always going to be someone out there that's going to be pushing harder than you um so just just be the person that's pushing harder than them and how do you go about doing that? What is your kind of... I mean, it's a little bit different than when I first knew you because you now do actually get people getting in touch with you. But what is it that you have to do? Just take every option that you have. I don't know. Just like you just live, breathe, eat and sleep it, you know. Um, I guess in a way lucky for me because I really enjoy doing various styles of music. Yeah. So if somebody said, Oh, you know, we want to get you on this death metal track one day and then the next week uh, oh you know, how about this drum and bass song? How about trance ever? Pop music. For me, I'm a fan of all of it, so Yeah. I I'm I'm just happy to say yes to it. Um, and I think that, but I think that definitely opens a lot of doors, um, because I, I am a drum and bass fan, and recently I've been wanting to get more involved with that. Uh, but I got in touch with Ilan last year, who is like fully trance music, um, which I'm definitely into. I feel like it's a perfect match of like vocals and dancing, like at the same time. Uh, but that's definitely opened some doors now where I can now reach out to some drum and bass acts and they'll start to take me a bit more seriously. They'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, oh, I see that you've done this with X, Y, and Z. You know, maybe maybe you are someone that we want to talk to. Um, yeah, I just think what, yeah, so once the ball starts rolling, just keep, just keep it rolling. Just do everything you can to keep it rolling. Um, as long as you enjoy the music, I think. If you're doing something that you really fucking hate, then I wouldn't bother because that is just going to suck the fun out of it. Yeah. Um, like, I, like if somebody asked me to do like rapping or something, that I wouldn't do that. Um, which is going to be my famous last words, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I do hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've done I've done a little bit of rapping like in the past just for just for fun, you know, more of like a bit of a joke. Um, Do you want to give I, a demo? I, 
definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I definitely much prefer the singing side of things and the writing. Yeah. So if someone was to say, oh, you know, do you want to rap? And like, I genuinely really didn't, I wouldn't bother entertaining it just for the sake of it. Um, I would probably just try and spin my own angle on it. I'd say, oh, I don't want to rap, but it'd be awesome if you rap the verses and I sing the chorus. You know, it'd yeah. be a really good like collaboration. We could work together here. Jay-Z um, and Alicia Keys or something. Yeah, I'm Alicia. <coughs> yeah. So Jay-Z, if you're listening, <laughs> kid's just waiting for that call, buddy. Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't be shy, Jay-Z. Anyone other but Jay Z though? <laughs> yeah. Personally, not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he picked up that phone call, phone and rang you, then you'd be like, "I'll do whatever you want, buddy." Somebody literally was saying this to me the other day. They said, "Oh, what would you do if Jay Z called you?" And I'd be a bit. I said I'd be a bit disappointed because I'm not a huge fan of his music. This is going to be a real Twilight Zone moment. Do you know what any, I mean? Any any other rapper, you know? Then I, yeah, I think I'd be up for that. Mate, this could really backfire on you. I, it's all right. I apologise in advance, Jay Z, but I have a feeling he's not going to get upset if if well, I don't like it. Are you suggesting he doesn't listen to my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that he's just writing an like a strongly worded letter right now. Yeah. To complain. Yeah. yeah. Dear Gideon, I would like to <laughs> inform you. See, that's that audible voice you're doing again. It is. I, I'm going to have to hit them up for a gig. That's I hope good. So, who else have you been working with? Because you... Um, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we got a bit sidetracked there, didn't we? We did. That was initially the question. Sometimes you just got to steer me back in. I, I'd um, rather you just let people talk and just listen. So, we also have songs out just recently with... Uh, Omiki. That's who I was thinking of. Bobina. Because, yeah. uh, <clears throat> uh, how, how you... Levy. Sorry, can I just go back to Is it Amiki? Because mm-hmm. he did a really cool video. There's clips of it on your Instagram. Yes. Oh, is that the one with the world spinning around? Don't know. He can't... That... <clears throat> no, he's playing and, he... and it looks like a drone is taking footage of him going around the crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know where he's playing, but it looks like one hell of a party. Yeah, it looks cool, doesn't it? It does. I mean, it'd be no good for me because I'd just be looking for a coffee machine and you'd be there with green tea. So we wouldn't be fitting in, but it did look like that's where the cool kids went. Yeah, it's the sort of place that you need to have, like, face paint on. Yeah. uh, And then, like, no one will look twice at you. But if you're you're walking around with a banana and green tea, they might be a bit like, "Hmm." Yeah, and I'd probably need to be about 25 years younger, otherwise I'd just look like someone's dad or security. You know, so yeah. So you, that what was that track with Amiki? That was uh, this place, um, which was purely written through the whole lockdown thing. Uh, we got in touch a while ago before lockdown uh, started. Um, we'd been like back and forth with some ideas, but nothing really came to fruition. And then during lockdown, I think what played into my favour with that one a little bit is the fact that I've got the equipment at home um, because no one else was able to go out and record stuff, I could do everything from here um, so yeah, I just started contacting loads of people after that and saying 
do a song with me. I can record during lockdown. And I, I think that genuinely interested some people because they want to, because they, they're not doing the live gigs anymore at the moment. Yeah. Um, so any way that they can keep things interesting for their fans and, and all that, like, it's all good. Because you, you are literally working with people right now that you've never actually met in person and you're just sending files to each other. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we'll talk on Zoom like this. But, um, yeah, quite, I think most of them I've probably never met in person. Um, but actually, we don't really need to. You know, technology's come so far now that you can record state, like great stuff at home and then just mix it into the final track. Uh, and it's going to sound like it was all produced together. But, I mean, if they want to invite me out, again, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so what um, software do you use? What editing software are you using? Uh, okay, All right, this is where it gets a bit long-winded. So I first learned to do anything music-related uh, on Pro Tools, and that is because my dad once bought Pro Tools uh, a few years ago because he was looking to... Uh, he's He's always been into music, and he was looking to just you know, learn a bit more about it. Um, and I, so he, that's it. So he was, he was, he was trying to practice out like some new techniques and that using Pro Tools. And he needed a singer to record something so that he could then work on it. I was the guinea pig. He took it away two weeks later, comes back and was like, oh, you know, here's what I've made. Like, he was right, really pleased with it, and I, I had to be kind of brutally honest and say like, this isn't great. Uh, and he was like, okay, well you do better. And that actually sparked my first EP, which is probably going back about ten years ago. Um, you know, it's purely just to like prove him wrong, yeah. prove a point, uh, <laughs> a bit of friendly competition, you know. Um, but we, yeah. So ever since then, I've been using Pro Tools mainly for audio stuff. Uh, and then over the years I was in a band uh, so not really having to worry too much about stuff like that and then when the band fell through uh, I wanted to start getting more into the electronic music side of things and that's where I got Ableton Live and started learning to actually put the music together um, and now I have a bit of a long-winded process where I'll make a, the instrumental on Ableton I'll then record my vocals in Pro Tools and I'll then take my vocals out of Pro Tools and put them back into Ableton for like a final mix. Uh, and there's logic on here as well, but I just never really got to grips with it. Although I might have to soon because Pro Tools are telling me that I have to pay another £400 if I want to still use the software, which I feel is kind of unfair seeing as I already paid £400 when I bought the software. Yeah, um, it's like a renewal license. Uh, That's not an annual free. fee, though, is it? Well, it turns out it is. Yeah, um, I, I was contacting contacting them saying, you know, it's not working, and they were like, yeah, you got to pay, you got to pay again. <laughs> so anyway, I've been I've been resisting about actually, actually moving over to Logic now. Uh, and Hills was helping me with that the other day, actually trying to help me. 
That's a shout out to Alex pretty, Hills. Yeah, just uh, just trying to like show me around the whole the whole software, saying like this is that and this is that. <sighs> but we'll see. I kind I kind of I kind of want Pro Tools just to come through and work, so that you don't have to make changes. To, yeah, because I I feel like everything works right now. I don't want to have to start relearning, but if I do, then I do. Okay. Is there a, uh, an advantage or a reason for recording? I mean, can you not record your music off Ableton, your voice? You can, you can, but just because I, I learned how to do yeah. Pro Tools so long ago, I've just kind of stuck with it. Um, and also I had a discussion with someone once um, who really knows their shit. Um, and he was saying, you know, I was saying, oh, you know, I make beats on Ableton. He was like, oh, what about for your audio? And I was like, yeah, Pro Tools. And he says, oh, good. You know, as long as you're not using Ableton for audio. Yeah. And I didn't ask why, because I knew that he would have given me a very detailed uh, and confusing explanation, saying a bunch of things that I probably wouldn't even understand. Uh, but that was enough for me. It was just like, okay, I've got a top level professional here saying, don't, don't record the audio in Ableton, you're better off with Pro Tools. And it just solidified my decision there and then, just like, okay, I'm sticking with Pro Tools. See, I always find that fascinating because having sat in a studio with you, having seen you work, and then you come back and tell me about people that you're just like, yeah, no, I don't know shit. And that they know all, <clears throat> you know, and I'm. And I find these levels fascinating. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I wonder then also that they probably go to, into a studio with with people above them, you know, and probably think themselves, oh, I don't really know much. Yeah, it's a good job I don't turn up. <laughs> they be like, are you making tea or something? <laughs> so what is your process? To write a song? Start to finish, how does it work? Um, well, to be honest, each song kind of varies. Um, I think my personal favourite way of doing things... Sorry, can you still hear me if I'm back here? Yeah. Yeah, cool. My, my personal favourite way of doing things is... If it's like a collaboration, then whoever's making the instrumental, I prefer if they send me the instrumental first pretty much as close to finished as possible, which allows me to fully understand the vibe, fully see how I want to go with it. And, and you understand more how they want to go with it, so you know what it is that they're after. Um, so I prefer if they send me an instrumental and then I'll sit down and start writing the, the top line vocal for it. Um, which nine times out of 10, there's never really a process for that. It's more just like I'll sit down and in my head I'll be like, oh, da 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 da. And I'm like, oh, da 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 da. And I'll be like, oh, there was another. And I think, okay, that kind of worked. What did I say there? And I'll write that down. Okay. And then start building around it. Um, which I know is definitely not a very structured way of doing things, but it just 
it's just what works. Um, but there are other times as well where I'll make the instrumentals uh, for a lot of my my own personal tracks. Uh, I'll make the instrumental, and then I'll, in a similar way, I'll stick the vocals over the top. Sometimes you do have to write a vocal first, um, which is all right. But I, I just feel like you you end up shooting in the dark too often because, you know, you they say okay yeah we're looking for a vocal so you write something you send it and they go oh actually we were looking for something that more suited this and yeah it's a bit like okay well if i knew that i could have maybe tailored it a bit more beforehand um so but yeah i mean if that's if that's how we have to do some of them i have found actually that some producers do prefer to do it that way they prefer to have the vocals them first and then build the track around it okay um, which I guess, in a sense, is a kind of a good learning curve for me because I need to just have more experience in in all the different methods of doing things. So I'm prepped if it if it if it comes. Going back earlier, like much earlier, what was the band? Because you were in a band, weren't you? Yeah, you ha had some success as well. You did actually play some live gigs and festivals, didn't you? Yeah, uh, so the band was called Following Foxes, uh, and it was myself, Alex, George, and Steve. Um, yeah, I think we had got to a point where we were playing gigs, uh, all of them in the UK, uh, almost every weekend. Uh, I, yeah, I love that, and I feel like I... I would love to be in another band as well. I don't know if I have the time to commit to another band right now, but I really enjoy just the hanging out side of it as well. Like, because you're spending so much time with each other, you become real good friends uh, and you, you're going off on all these different adventures together. Uh, so that's fucking awesome. But definitely it kind of can wind you down a little bit as well because often your time spent together is focused on the practices yeah. or the gigs uh, or, you know, recording a music video or recording the next song or writing the next song. And then you actually kind of lose the, the hangout side of things and the general... It becomes work. Normally have. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, in a sense. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really love uh, being in a band. And maybe one day I will again in the future, but I think if I was going to do it, it would probably be more of just uh, just just a hobby, you know, and not and not really try to go too nuts with it. I definitely have a problem where I take control too much and really I'm like a hundred percent or no percent. Yeah. So I, I would need to find a balance there because right now with work and everything I just wouldn't have the time to be able to give 100% to it um, and I wouldn't really want to be in a band right now if I if I was if I was not you know yeah it's, a, it's that's, that's a battle I've been going on in my head for a while like do I want to do it don't I want to do it so how long was I don't, even, I don't even know who I'd be in a band with right now though but I mean, I've got I've got Hills who I know is always keen. But was he originally part of Following Foxes then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. And how long was the band together for? Well, it went a bit up and down at the beginning because... So initially it was Steve, me, Tom and Tom. Yeah. Uh, and we got this set ready to go. And pretty much just as we were like, okay, cool, let's start booking some shows. Both Toms left. Oh. And it was like, okay, right, we're back to square one here. Um, and that's where then eventually George and Alex Hill came in. Um, yeah, so they, I guess the band was, I, don't, I really don't know. I want to say maybe about three years is kind of when it was really happening. Um, but it was so long ago now that I might be getting some, some of my dates mixed up. Uh, but yeah, that was really, really cool. Uh, doing that and what was that like because you did festivals you had merchandise you had you know you had a few fingers in all the pies kind of it was nearly the the full-on experience yeah it was cool but it's definitely much harder being your merch designer and the merch creator and the merch seller uh and the video shooter and the photo shooter and the recorder, although shout out Stefan who actually got involved with us. Um, it becomes like just a bit of a impossible task when you're trying to, to do all of these jobs when really your focus should be on the music, but then you can't really be pulling in managers and other people to do that work for you when you're, a band just starting out yeah no one's going to want to do that because it's well why would they so you kind of have to be the full package which we were trying to be but in the end it just didn't really work out because that's um kind of bringing it back to current day that's probably still one of the hardest things and especially for any up-and-coming guys out there is despite the fact you have actually had genuine success you're still having to grind you you're still having to connect and drive it forward yourself and i'm not sure that that ever really changes yeah i think i'll definitely i mean i do already feel a lot of satisfaction uh of where i'm at now but i don't see anything wrong with always striving for more as long as it's not an unhealthy obsession yeah um and you're still able to you know have a life around around it um then yeah i think you know why why stop there just let's see how far we can take this um and just keep pushing it so how how are you i mean obviously i i I really just wanted this for reference for other people it's like we've gone through kind of just how 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 you get to write music but how did you make those contacts you know like what were you doing um Okay. Uh, so yeah, as the band finished, um, there was actually someone who was working at Kane FM for a little bit, uh, and her advice was to, like, you know, if the band's finishing, then maybe you should look into doing some like more electronic music stuff, and then you wouldn't have to rely on other people as a band, and you yeah. could just focus 
and maybe get there quicker. Um, and I thought, okay, you know, that's a cool idea. Um, and that kind of sparked me to, to get Ableton and start learning how to produce properly, which is still a, a an uphill battle <laughs> on, on most days. Um, but you know, bit by bit, it's getting there. So, uh, she said, start doing that. I then did that. Nothing really happened. And then it was really, really all of this started out with, uh, Belly Royal and the track follow me that we did because Belly Royal, uh, I think is the local guy that was putting out tunes. And I, uh, I received one of his songs that he just released. And I said, oh, you know, I want to play this on the radio. And he was like, oh, you know, thanks. And we just got talking that way. And I just said, look, you know, if you ever you're looking for vocals, you know, I'd love to work with you. And he was like, yeah, yeah, cool. You know, and you kind of think nothing's going to happen from it, but at least I've said it. Maybe around six months later, he messaged me saying, like in a bit of a panic saying, right, we've got a studio booked for tomorrow. Oh no, sorry, it was in, in two days time. Uh, there's a instrumental ready and our singer has just pulled out and she's taken the top line vocal with her, uh, which she's with, within her right to do. Um, and they, he, he just said to me like, do you think you can make something like today? We revise it tomorrow and then you record it the day after. And I was just like, this is where I come in, you know? Mm. Uh, and because I got the equipment at home, I was able to just get straight onto it. Sent something across and he was like, yeah, I'm into it. The day after that, we were in the record, uh, recording studio making it happen. And then he got a load of people to remix it. And it was the people that remixed it that were kind of other people that I wanted to get involved with and so I just thought right well now is the best like as good a time as any to reach out to them and say you know hi you've remixed my song the one I did with Bailey Royal um do you want to do a, a like a separate track together and a few of them came through oh, and then nice. it was Gav yeah it was Gav from 4 who I mentioned <laughs> earlier um who put me in touch with Duncan Solector and that the track I did with Duncan never got released but then yeah maybe another six months after that Duncan just messages me out the blue and says you know my I'm just chilling with my friend right now uh I showed him that song we were gonna do and he really likes your voice do you want to do a track with him and I was like yep yeah, I'm definitely up for that who is it He's like, oh, it's Bluestone. Uh, anyway, so I Google Bluestone, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm fucking on that. Um, and I try not to be too superstitious in life, but uh, it was actually the day of my birthday that Elan actually messaged me. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was like, oh, you know, it's happening. <laughs> So yeah, and then and then it must have been a week a week after that I went down to Elands. Um we recorded this track and then 
I think it was like a week after that he was playing in Sydney. That's pretty. That's I mean that's rock and roll right there. Yeah, yeah, we recorded like... it, and then you know a week later he's in Sydney playing. Oh it. yeah, man. Oh, he's so talented, man. He works so fast as well. Like it's impossible to keep up with. It's really cool as well because he could see that I was trying to learn a lot from what he was doing. Um, but it was that classic situation where I was like, he's like, oh, you know, you're taking notes. And I'm like, I'm looking, thinking I am so lost. Not I have a clue. <laughs> or like, I am way behind <laughs> on all of this. Welcome to my um, world when I'm doing music stuff with you. <laughs> yeah. But it also just made me think, right, okay, I just need, I just really need to put my focus on what it is that I'm good at. You yeah. Know, which is the writing of the top line and delivering it. Um, and let the professional producers be the producers. Um, and that situation is definitely what's been working for me lately. Cool. And that's probably yeah. a fantastic place to stop it. 